Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny podcast. With me today is Sean Finnegan on my right. Hello. Fran Mirabella on my left. I'm back. What's up, everybody? And a special guest, Pal. Hey. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, hi, I'm Paula Alejandra. I uh, host Gamer Girls Gone Wild podcasts with Ivy Doom Kitty. And uh, I don't know, I'm kind of like a weird alpha media gaming personality, but I cosplay sometimes. And I happened to do a very crazy, ambitious uh, cosplay over San Diego Comic-Con. Almost killed me. It was awesome. But yeah. I'm alive. You did a warlock. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later in the show. But first up, we want to dive right into all the big changes that happened. There were some massive weapon changes that are going to be happening in Destiny very soon. Yeah, Fran, a lot. What are you most upset about? <laughs> upset? Why do we have to always start with upset? What well, because truthfully, <laughs> some of this stuff is a little upsetting, right? Yeah, we had to. Well, let's dive right in. Uh, they're changing and reducing the damage to the wolf backgrounds on Galahorn. That's the big topic. And honestly, for me, I'm starting to get like feedback of like, oh, this is the last straw kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to get. But um, let's wait until we use it for starters. And secondly, I'm I'm interested to see that balanced out because I end up stacking my weapon set that I have to use Gallahorn and I actually am kind of tired of having to use it. Mm -hmm. I love having it. So, so I think there's two sides. Yeah, if you don't have it, you're like, oh, don't change well, it. I want that you power. Have it. <laughs> but anyway, so to that, I'm in support of some balancing. I would love actually for another weapon to come out on like, man, mm -hmm. like truth, I've always loved the look of it. Um, so anyway, I'm in support of there being balances and changes, but we got to try it out before we know. But anyway, that was my first reaction. What about you, Sean? About Galahorn specifically? Galahorn specifically, I think, is something that needed to be addressed. Like, they, in the beginning paragraph of the update, they say, like, it was always meant to be powerful, but it wasn't meant to be so powerful that there were teams out there who would only let you onto their fire team if you had Galahorn. And Jeez. furthermore, uh, creating or entire strategies around having three Fire, or three or six people who have maxed Galahorns. That was not how it was intended to be. So I did think there needed to be a change. Uh, having or being one of the players who doesn't have it yet, I'm kind of a little bit bummed that I may not be <laughs> able to experience the full power of Galahorn before it gets nerfed. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I think they were right to do that. It'll probably still See, be the most two powerful. In favor of, let's try it. Let's out. be real. It'll probably still be the most powerful PvE rocket launcher all I around. So. Like, mm -hmm. they're nerfing the damage on how uh, of the wolf pack rounds. The initial damage and velocity, all of that is staying the same. So it's probably still going to be good because right now it's like light years ahead of any other rocket launcher. Now it won't just be as many light years ahead. Exactly. What about you, pal? How do you feel? Well, that was just a lot of information to take in. Obviously, it's something that the community's been wanting for quite some time, and I just think it's a lot to process right now, and just the fact that you know Taken King hasn't even come out yet, it's uh, it just it's just a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, I was just I had to read through it a few times to like be like, wait, what are they doing? Mm. Um, obviously, there's a lot of controversy with like the Thorn and the Galahorn, but I, there's you know maybe this will give an opportunity for other weapons to be highlighted in the future. So my big issue with uh, Galahorn and most of the weapons that we're going to talk about today being nerfed is now nothing is special. Black Hammer used to be special, and now it's not really special anymore. Galahorn <laughs> used to be special because it was that coveted weapon that you really wanted to have because it was great, and it helped you like melt through enemies, and that's a cool feeling of power that the game gave you, right? And they've taken that away, and they seem to have this philosophy of, oh, things are too good. Let's make it worse. 
but then mm. something else takes its place. You really feel that way. So you wouldn't use the term overpowered instead of special, because that's what it sounds like you're saying. They are called exotic weapons. That's right, (laughs) and that's the only exotic that is special, to use your own words. So I'm gonna gonna fight you on that one. They all should be special, though. That's right, that's what I want. Well, so there's a problem here. To fix that, they've just made nothing special, so now none of the weapons are special. Instead, they should have made improvements on all of the weapons that weren't special. Why are you calling it an exotic if Necrochasm doesn't do anything? And they did make improvements to Necrochasm, but it's still not gonna be a weapon anybody uses. So I agree, that is where I would have loved to hear them come out. And like, again, like I love truth. Like, why not take another rocket launcher and boost it as something special? But I disagree. Uh, Dragon's Breath. Or Dragon's Breath, yeah. I have three of those and I would love to use them because the model is so cool and the idea behind the rocket launcher is awesome. But let's be real, that thing's a POS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would so love I, to see that. Bumped. Why make everything worse? Well, we I, get where you're, worse. I get where you're coming at. They downgraded from. it. They said they made it worse. Objectively it's certainly, worse. Well, it's certainly Wolf backgrounds are not it as It is powerful. less powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is a negative thing. I do think, though, that, like, Fran does have a point. Like, it's not necessarily, like, one, we don't know how much, how much of a nerf it's going to be until we get yeah. our hands on it. So it's... Right. It's difficult to kind of come out and say, like, cut and dry, this is the way it's going to be, and it's kind of a bad idea. But there weren't a lot of people out there complaining about how powerful it was. Uh, And similarly, for a lot of players who are, you know, now hundreds of hours deep into the game, Gallahorn's the only reason to continue playing. Like, they're still looking for that. Mm -hmm. So to hear that the one thing you were playing for, as again, as someone who doesn't have it, the one thing that you're still looking (laughs) for is now getting a nerf, like, that's a little disheartening. But you know what? I'm willing to bet it's still going to be the most powerful rocket launcher in the game. So it doesn't change that. It's a matter of it being overpowered, I think. And why balancing touch it weapons all? is tricky. Why touch it at all if it's still the most powerful weapon in the game? Because well, how many times do you get asked, do you have a Gallahorn? And someone's like, no. And <laughs> I've done it. I'm like, asked that. I've that told people that I'm not playing. It may, though. Yeah, help but it could it. lighten it up where it's like, oh, well, it's not as big of a deal. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it'll be better. I don't know. What do you think, pal? Uh, I don't know. It's so much like to talk about. Like I said, it, I think the Gallahorn, I don't even have a Gallahorn. So it's oh, well, like, that's I, why. Well, yeah. Exactly, and so I still have like a few weeks or a few months to figure out if this is actually like I you know. Hate to interrupt, but we can only have people on the podcast that have Galhorn. So uh, if you can <laughs> help, I mean, I've been waiting. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I'm like one of those unlucky few. Yeah, well, let's maybe about... I should just make one. Gosh, you're yeah, so just uncool. make one. Have it with a <laughs> just one, carry yeah. it with me everywhere I go. Let's move on to a positive note. It looks like they're finally addressing the auto rifle issue. So that's actually not on the show notes, but it's in the, yeah, in the pack. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, okay. Back in patch 1.1.1, they pretty much made auto rifles completely useless. Yeah. So they've kind of gone back to Peace the drawing again, board. Yeah. And yeah. No matter they, how you cut and slice it, they nerfed them into oblivion. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. tuning range and damage fall off with the weapons now, and they're going to make them more of a viable option. Um, their goals are to make it optimal at close to medium range. Damage stability and range are tuned such that players desire stability for reliable close quarters damage or range for better accuracy and increased damage at a distance. And elevate auto rifles so that they are more competitive that they are a more competitive option in PvP like they were. and PvE. Yeah. And satisfying to use in yeah. PvE. I mean, they lean so much into the pulse rifle, shotgun thing, and then mm-hmm. and even hand cannons fixing some of that, and then it left auto rifles in the dust. Yeah. So now it sounds to me like PV, uh, in PvP, auto rifles were a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. Soros was a thing, and now it's just not, you know. Um, so you want to go through the changes they're making? 
Well, I just went over the positives. Well, those were the goals, but the actual mm -hmm. changes that they're going to make are increase the base damage. I mean, that alone mm -hmm. for auto rifles is going to be big. Uh, start the fall-off damage closer to the player to emphasize its role as a close to medium-range weapon. Again, emphasizing that distance. I mean, every gun has its role to play. You read through this, like you get a sense of how they see each gun. I would encourage yeah. you checking that out. And then, yeah, a small reduction in base stability. Um, but again, when you're at optimal range, it says it's going to be un unaffected. So um, they're going to boost damage as well in PvE. Well, it says 10% against AI combatants. Mm -hmm. So in PvE, they're also going to give it a little push in the right direction. So I think that's great. That's and they're good. also touching hard light as part of this. Mm -hmm. um, that's and what that makes... makes me really excited because I've always yeah. loved the look and feel of that gun. I just don't use it. Yeah. I have a hard light that I've maxed just because I knew at some point they were going to rebuff auto rifles. Yeah. And I... I love the play style of auto rifles, and it's always been something yeah. that, like, in all FPSs, not just Destiny, I tend to gravitate towards those types of weapons. Yeah, it's a comfort zone, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I, it'll actually be interesting to see how hard light differentiates itself as a matter. Cause, so the difference is that while the, all auto rifles are getting these changes, hard light specifically will not be affected by the damage falloff. That's the one change to hard light. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it has a... It has to do with kind of like the weapons lore of like, you know, the high caliber slash light rounds that I mm -hmm. bounce off things yeah. and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Really but it may, stand, it may differentiate itself from the other exotic auto rifles and just legendary auto rifles that have been so prevalently used prior to this. Do you guys think you're going to start using auto rifles? I mean, again, like it's impossible to say with any certainty until we get our hands on them and see how much these changes are impact the game. Yeah, but yeah. I think that this is a big step in the right direction, right? Yeah, Pow, Literally I mean, no one uses those guns anymore. Yeah, no. Pow, yeah. Pow, do you play a lot of PvP or more PvE and what is your thought on auto I rifles? mean, I, I do a little bit of both. It depends what kind of mood on it I'm in and I definitely think that this is kind of making, it's setting it up for other people to use different kinds of weapons. Um, as nobody used to use like the thorn before and then all of a sudden now it's like you know that gun that everyone it's either you hate it or you love it but we actually have uh, stats maybe... for that 26 yeah. percent of pvp players use thorn well that right. was in the iron banner yeah from 6 30 to 7 6. but it would indicate that's what it looks yeah. like across everything yeah. i mean anyone who's spent a significant amount of time in iron banner or crucible or trials knows that most of the time you're fighting against thorn right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but yeah. just to finish that thought pal i mean were you going to say, yeah, you are excited to I use do. auto I again? Do. I, I do a little bit of both. I dabble in both. I love um, PvP for obvious reasons because i that's kind of where my whole gaming life kind of started um, in multiplayer. So I i don't know. I just It's going to be interesting to see what I gravitate, you know, because I got a little bit comfortable using certain weapons. So this is just going to take me outside my comfort zone for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, what good. I, that's what I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've said it many times. I dread. I've dreaded the day that they nerf the last word. I run that gun exclusively in PvP. Well, that's a good segue into the last <laughs> word, yeah. which is being nerfed. Stability is going from thirty to twenty, and range is going from twenty to ten. So, Sean, basically, your gun's kind of useless. Yeah. Well, so they. <laughs> well, I mean, Destin, you're so mean. The these nerfs are bad. The big problem with the last word, and this is something that blew that blew my mind when I read it, was that. When you compare the nerfs, so all hand cannons are getting nerfed a little yeah. bit, right? Uh, but it's particularly bad for the last word because it's getting nerfed in its most significantly strong places yeah. in addition to the hand cannon nerfs. So it has even more reduced range and stability uh, and increased, uh, or sorry, decreased efficacy in ADS. Those mm -hmm. are the big changes to last word, which is a mm -hmm. huge problem because 
Last Word, I think, was one of those guns that was very powerful, and its time to kill was the lowest in the game. But to get to that point, it required a huge amount of skill. Like, that gun is not easy to fire from hit, from the hip. Like, yeah. it's not easy. And it requires the player to have a situational awareness to where you know what the distances are and you know which gun or which battles you can fight and which ones you can't. Like, there's a lot of times I'll turn the corner and I'm like, that guy's too far, I can't fight him yeah. effectively, mm-hmm. and I'll have to flank him instead. But yeah, I mean, they're increasing the accuracy and precision damage for aim assist from the hip. For half fire, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from the hip. Which is like, that's their goal, right? They want it to be a hip fire only yeah. weapon. Mm-hmm. And they're, in, order to re, in, or in order to reiterate that point and drive towards that design, they're basically nerfing all the other ways that that gun was used before. Yeah, so mm-hmm. for that date range, Thorn was being used 26%, then Red Death, and then Last Word, which was at 11%. Last Word was 11 and Red Death was a little bit higher, we'll say like 12%. And yet Last so. Word got the brunt of the nerf yeah. over Thorn, which I yeah. think is mind-boggling yeah. to me. Yeah, so what's well, happening with Thorn, the base damage on its Mark of Devour damage over time is a third of what it was in PvP and PvE. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, a third. <laughs> Just to dr- so if you put two shots in someone today, this three. is for the Mark it's of Devour. three shots. Three. But meaning, okay, if you yeah. put three shots in someone today, it means you have to put nine in them, in theory, for that same amount to of dot damage of, of yeah. the damage, damage over time, time. Yeah. yeah so just for that but that's a that's a big change so i think yeah but look at the stats i find the if we can go back to stats doesn't have to be the second destin mm-hmm. um but i found the gradient of you know how many people use thorn versus other things interesting mm-hmm. go ahead all right i will uh a little a little quiz maybe actually uh pow do you, you say you do play a lot of pvp uh, reasonable there. It what, what have you been killed by most? Oh, uh, God. Um, <laughs> Grenades? I what think about? everything. I, I, blow, I get blown all right. up all the time. What about you guys? I mean, yeah, Thorn. Thorn, 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 Thorn yes, Thorn, for sure is word, up there. Hawkmoon. The last word. Yeah. Shotgun. Hawkmoon. Fell Winters. Yeah, Fell Winters. Oh, Fell Winters, God. Forgot. Yeah, but interestingly, what the stats say, and I mean, the reality is this is where you really see it. So, Thorn, yeah, at 25%. You take a step down, half the amount of players use Red Death and Last Word. Mm-hmm. And then another, uh, it's like, let's half see. Half of that. It's about a fifth of the amount of people that use Thorn use Hawkmoon and Vex Mythoclast. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting down into like Suros and, and uh, Mita Multi-Tool. And Suros used to be a top, Suros used to yeah. be as high as Thorn. Right. And I just wanted to draw that into perspective, like roughly looking at the graph over seven times the amount of people use Thorn than they would Suros. Mm-hmm. And likewise for like Hawkmoon even, like five times the amount of people use Thorn instead of Hawkmoon. Yeah. That tells a big story. And Hawkmoon now, its damage is not gonna stack for PvP, so it's never gonna be a one-shot kill again. Yeah. And uh, Sean, you made a good point about this. Yeah, so the big bummer is that I play on Xbox, and I find it so unfortunate that I will never get to experience the power of Hawkmoon before it gets nerfed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge bummer to me. It's like, I didn't really get, I didn't really look at Hawkmoon before mm-hmm. because I don't have it on my console, right? It's not an Xbox thing, so I didn't really understand its power. But for clarity's sake, it has two buffs, holding aces, or perks, yep. holding aces and luck in the chamber, which basically gives you three of the, what is it, nine? 
shots in the mag? 13? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, 13. Yeah. Three of those bullets do extra damage, but the chance, there is a chance that two or more of those bullets could be the same bullet. So there's this phantom bullet out there that could have all three bonus damages on the same bullet, which would allow you to one-shot a guardian. Yeah, Yeah, so it's rare, but it's like, boom, one and done. Yeah, and I I went and watched videos of this online. There's videos of people, you know, turning the corner, seeing a guy, and shooting him once in the head and doing 230 damage. Yeah. And just killing him instantly. And I'm like, man, that would be awesome. I will never get to do that. Yeah. Yeah. How are you on Xbox or PlayStation? I'm on PlayStation. Okay. So do you have I started on Xbox and then I went to PlayStation. You made the right choice. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly. Well, for this game, it made sense. So. Yeah, with all the extra exclusive content. Yeah. That's why I started for work purposes, honestly, so that we could capture that extra footage, and then I yeah. just kind of stuck with it. Now yeah. I have two. Th- I have a 34 on Xbox also. I know. So, yeah, Destin's been uh, towing the line on Xbox. I'm starting to get pressure. Because yeah. Jose is playing on there, too, a little bit? I think uh, so. No, Jose. He I has heard a that character. He, was, he has a yeah, character. Yeah, he started. I haven't even there. started on there. Nah, I don't have enough time for that. I do have a character built on my Xbox, but I, uh, I need to maybe grind a little bit and yeah. uh, kind of compare... Yeah, I've, had to, to I've had to put Destin in my backpack and carry him through a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it wasn't even you. It was more Stan than anybody. Well, Stan carries all of us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, have, we have a few more things to get to. We want to make sure there's time for uh, the cosplay talk. But uh, yeah. oh, let's talk about... Can we, can we talk about the icebreaker for a second? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. actually the next one on the list. The big uh, problem... Uh-uh. Well, wait. What did you have to say about it? Uh, well, I mean, I just I'm, I feel like it's one of my sniper weapons that I use the most, and I feel like it's going to be completely useless now. Yeah, uh, Sean, you were saying it's like a thirty yeah, something there, percent there is, drop. There is a Reddit thread out there that's calculating how much of a damage decrease percentage wise that nerf is. So again, to be clear, mm-hmm. the change that's happening to Icebreaker is that. Uh, instead of regenerating one new bullet in the mag every five seconds, they're increasing it to every eight seconds. Eight seconds. And based on an, based on an empty yeah, mag, right. that means that it's thirty a thirty seven point five percent overall damage decrease, DPS decrease, damage per second decrease, which is that's a huge amount. That's almost forty percent. That's almost like if you want to keep rounding up, that's having the damage Wait, that you get from that why does the damage perk. change? It's just because you, you have less bullets. bullets. Less bullets, less yeah. shots, right. less damage over time, or less damage Yeah, but you still have to land each bullet. I well, mean, I mean, that again... Meaning it doesn't change the strength fi- of the bullet. If like, you can fire six bullets versus ten, which you could usually do exactly. firing at a consistent rate with Icebreaker... In the same damage yeah, time. If you're hitting uh, in anywhere... Well, okay, you so need you're talking, PvE. I was thinking PvP. Yeah, well, you're talking yeah. about... So, one, it's never wise to talk about guns in a vacuum. Like because yeah, you can miss shots or you'll you know you'll hit a body shot as opposed to a headshot. Right. But let's say you hit every one of your shots, if you're gonna have and you're firing the same amount of bullets over the same amount of time. I see. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it ends up being a huge damage decrease because you're just firing. Less I was shots. thinking in PvP, we were talking so much about that. But totally. yeah, PvE, you're right. The, actually, yeah. that's really gonna suck. The more, <laughs> the bigger problem is that was there anyone complaining about Icebreaker? Were nope. there any encounters that were broken? Because Icebreaker a was a thing. One. No, not it was at all. My face. So why? Like, yeah. This is one of those changes. Like I said, I agree. Gallowhorn had to be nerfed. I agree. Thorn had to be nerfed. This is one that came totally out of left field. Like Icebreaker didn't change the way people played PVE encounters. It was still a weapon that you felt powerful enough, but not overpowered. Because if you die, you lost all that ammo anyway. Mm-hmm. So. It seemed perfectly balanced, and here they come basically well, destroying the gun. Well, how do you feel about Black Hammer, then? Oh, like that one's even worse. That one's, that one's different. even worse. Different sniper rifle, 
also got a nerf. So the white nail perk would mean if you landed pre three precision shots, you would immediately have three more shots to keep going. So if you were really good and you keep hitting precision shots, infinite, you, you know, could infinite infinitely ammo. you know, have ammo. So now it pulls from your clip. Which is basically just using sense or yeah. running around and picking up ammo off the ground. That's what yeah. it's changed. That's yeah. why that perk is this is that changes the fundamental desire of what the gun is. Yeah. Like the reason the gun was so good was because it had a really great perk that rewarded a skill. Mm -hmm. Now there's mm -hmm. no incentive to land the skill shots anymore. Mm -hmm. So what is the why do I even want that gun? Yeah. Hey, you got two months to enjoy all this stuff, by the way, right? Yeah. So this is with the Taken King release. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. What, that's what they're saying. Yeah. So, and that's to even say what they, those weapons are going to be like. Yeah. 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 It's, that's a great point. My, we don't know the new weapons that are coming down the pike. With the new rolling system also, it's just like, is anything even really special anymore? They've just kind of normal. My whole issue is like a lot of the weapons we're talking about today, they were cool. Like, they were cool to have. It was almost a bragging's right thing. And Bungie has it in their head that they're like, no, nothing can be better than anything else. Everything has to be equally crappy for some reason. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, why is that your mindset? Why is your mindset make everything not as valuable? That was, I don't think it's that generalized. They're that's, trying that's, to not have it be imbalanced, that there's only people using Oh, Icebreaker's really good. Let's. How can we make it not as good but that's so not people the don't like having it? Yeah, but that's not the mentality. The mentality is there's like, whatever, 250 guns in the game. Well, there's yeah. a lot more with all the lower ones. Uh -huh. But the point is, you're only using like such a small subset. Like, most right. people have the same yeah. loadouts. So to Destin's point, like, I think from a design philosophy standpoint, it would be better to buff the guns that people don't use as opposed yes. to nerf the ones that they do totally. use. But as you saw with Thorn, that does happen. It's totally. The, some of these changes, all of a sudden, you're like, holy crap, are you using Atheon's epilogue in PvP or whatever? You know, yeah. I don't know that that'll be the case, but I doubt you know it. what I mean? No one does that. <laughs> I really want it. Yeah. I, love I had um, to try one time to do the Thorn Bounty because that was the only cool void gun. weapon I had. Oh, it's so hard. Actually, so I used to use it, use it in PvP. It was it was solid. You know, it was no Suros, so, but it wasn't exotic. We have to move on from weapons, but Fine. I want to I read what Sage <laughs> and Deej had to say. We spent like 24 minutes on it. Anyway. Sage said, I'm going back to putting the finishing touches on the new subclasses and trying to figure out how I can make Blink less frustrating to thank fight you. against. So thank Blink you, Blink is the worst to fight go. against. Yeah. One thing. <laughs> and, then, you. <laughs> and then Deej also said, in the next weekly update, we're serving up a preview of the new weapon foundries that you'll loot in the Taken King. We're looking mm -hmm. down the barrel of the largest arsenal of weapons and armor that Destiny has ever seen, and that includes original the original launch of the game. Which is awesome. So we, to Palace Point, yes, we're going to have a huge new cache of weapons coming. Uh, backing up just a tad real quick before we move on from weapons, we mm. focused a lot on the negative. I wanted to point out that they did make a really cool change to Lord of Wolves, which is the exotic shotgun you get mm -hmm. from doing the Elder Cypher bounty. Mm -hmm. What you do is if you get a killing blow with that weapon, it gives you and your whole team within a radius recovery plus three or whatever. Yes. Uh -huh. They've now tripled that. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah to really that's make cool. it worth using. Yeah, because here's the thing is I use that gun all the time, and you definitely notice the recovery bonus and the fact that they're now making it yeah. like three like, times that. That's in, awesome. In that's the cool. Skull Oss fight, that's going to be awesome. Totally. Think, so. so that was just one one thing that I was like, hey, that's really cool. You guys have any final thoughts, Fran and Pal? Pal? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, everyone's just going to be on a rush to use their weapons um, and make as many montage videos as possible. Oh, yeah, before the, everything is... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. good point. Uh, my overall thoughts are that, again, we can't definitively say while, while any of this stuff is good or bad until we get our hands on it, but there's a lot sure. of stuff that comes out of totally, like, totally out of left field and a lot of stuff that seems warranted. So it's a lot to talk about, a lot to wrap our heads around. Yeah, and yeah. just to finish it right, one small change 
has domino effects, right? And that's yeah. why they're careful. They are changing so much yeah. that, yeah, there's, it's really hard to say how this is going to change the game. It will change the game. Although it is worth yeah. saying that the last time they tried to nerf something, it ended up destroying an entire weapon type. Yeah, so. but then we all love shotguns all of a sudden. So, look, there's, yeah. there's going to be a lot of interesting changes. All right. Time to move on. Pow. So yes. you do cosplay, and you were recently in on MTV.com and <laughs> kind of on Kotaku and all over the yeah. place. And now you're on IGN, and we I, want you to just. I know us I'm on one of my concert. favorite podcasts. Oh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, we already yeah. knew Pow. To be fair. Yeah, to be We've fair. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. We have been talking about we it. We knew I her mean, before she was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I occasionally cosplay, and obviously I'm a big fan of Destiny, and I wanted to do something a little bit more ambitious, because the last cosplay I did um, was the Ultimate Warrior, and even though that was fun to do, I, I've never dabbled in armor or anything like that, and um, I wanted to actually portray my character, and um, so I got on the drawing board, and I didn't have a lot of time, because E3 was like here, and then at the time I was... That was actually when it all started. I was like, I'm going to commit to this. And then I had AX, which was like a few weeks right after. And then, you know, I think I had another thing. But yeah, and then it was a San Diego Comic-Con. So I was going to do it at San Diego. But I was running out of time. I literally did not um, sleep for 48 hours at one point oh, working boy. on this yes. cosplay. That almost killed me. Yeah, you went to Anime <laughs> Expo too or something, right? Yeah, I did. I, well, I, after anime, I, you know, I had a, I was a guest there, so I would, you know, be at my booth and literally not stay for any of the fun stuff after hours. I would literally run home and just work on this cosplay. And then, uh, so in two weeks, we were able to do this. Uh, wow. My friend Space Invader K, who's, uh, just, I call her a costume wizard. She's incredible. She did the hunter, and um, I did the warlock. So it was very ambitious, but we did it. And I'm just happy the fans liked it and Bungie liked it. They were all happy. Definitely. But it was crazy. I, I literally don't know how it all came together. There was a lot of things prior, before my photo shoot that happened that I literally thought it wasn't going to happen. What? Like what? Um, well, in cosplay, um, sometimes things happen and you just kind of either have to roll with it or sometimes, you know, you have to back out of things. I almost backed out of my MTV shoot because I had done a face paint uh, tutorial. Well, not tutorial, but I did a test and that morning my makeup would not stick. Um, it was just not, I, I was not going to become uh, an alien. I was just like, yeah, I was just like, I might have to go as a human. Um, but somehow I just figured, and also my helmet, um, which is a great helmet made by Huku Props. They uh, did an amazing job. I had the Light of Nemesis um, helmet, which is one of my favorite helmets. And um, it just, I don't know, like things were just falling apart. The helmet pieces were starting to come off. My makeup wasn't sticking and I was wearing all white. So two things were going to happen. Either I was going to start crying out of stress <laughs> and my whole outfit was going to turn blue, which... I had, you know, I had, I was in all white. So um, I sucked it up and got my makeup on as best as possible, made it to the MTV shoot, did a shoot there. Um, people went crazy down at San Diego Comic Con. There's a huge community of Destiny fans that were just there. And as soon as we got out of the Uber, people were just losing their minds. And we were just trying to get to the one spot with, um, with our photographer, Colin Gray who is a brilliant photographer. Uh, he's the one who did all the shots for MTV. 
Uh, and we got it. We got That's there, awesome. and it was fun, and the photos came out amazing. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was a labor of love, but I can honestly say it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my whole life. And that speaks to in something terms I, of cosplay. And that speaks to something I actually wanted to bring up is there is a little bit of a perception that's changing, which is good that cosplay is just dressing up when really it's something that takes a huge amount of craft and time. When you're doing research for costumes that you want to design, what kind of like details are you looking for? What kind of things make the costume for you as a cosplayer? Like what is something in a costume that speaks to you as being super like you know polished and really nice well i mean yes you want to you know at first when i had told my fans that i was going to do a dusting cosplay i got a lot of weird things like just put all exotics on and just be this crazy alpha like you know guardian and i was just like no i'm gonna do the authentic like my my actual guardian and um and it was funny because if you go look at the bungee posts, some peop- someone wrote, oh, she's got way too many exotics on. And I just like was like, are you serious? And then so I, I kindly wrote a comment and I said, no, actually all my gear is legendary. The only thing that's exotic is my helm. And everyone in there, I, I could feel like the crickets in that, uh, in that post because some people liked it. And it wasn't just to be, you know, mean. It was just like I worked really hard. I researched everything. Um, you know, I had pictures of every angle. I mean, I was playing at the same time as designing this because that was the only way I can capture certain photographs that would be authentic to what I made. You know, the coat that I made was made from scratch. Um, you know, and that was that was difficult because after I made the coat, I had to like hack it at the bottom because. <laughs> Because it's the robe of exile, so it has like this very thrash look to it. So that was kind of crazy. And then uh, I had the Watcher boots and the Apex harmonics gauntlets, and then the uh, the lighted Nemesis helmet. So, where where can people see uh, all your work? Uh, well, you can see it um, on Instagram. I posted some of the kind of beginning stages there because people are now asking me, well, how did you do this? So I, I'm also working on a blog post right now um, with Space Invader K. So you can look her up on Instagram, Space Invader K, and you can look me up at pancake underscore P-O-W pow and uh, look at stuff there. Also on Twitter, pancake pow. And uh, face- I think I have a Facebook page too. I posted a few photos there. Um, and that's baby pancakes. Did you yeah. show the creation of the thorn that you were holding, actually? I was kind of curious. Oh, about my that. God. Can we talk about that? Okay. Uh, first of all, that wasn't going to be my prop. That was uh, Kristen, Space Invaders prop. And we just used it for the photo shoot. And even in cosplay, people were just talking so much about that because they, <laughs> they couldn't even believe that it was the thorn. Like, it was yeah. like, even in cosplay, I can't escape the thorn. Like, I, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it, it was a controversial um, weapon choice. I actually wanted the icebreaker to be made. But oh, we that would have been crazy. really cool. Yeah, we didn't have enough time to make it. It was already, like, on the drawing board, but it consisted over... 200 pieces um, in 3D printing, so we didn't have enough time, but I think we're going to get it done for New York Comic Con. Oh, cool. Um, So look out for it there. And uh, yeah, so it was just like, it was a it was a huge thing, and people were just, they're just so hung up on the thorn that no one was like, hey, that look at her construction on her (laughs) amazing chest piece. Like, nothing, nobody cared about that, you know? It was all about that thorn. They have those bad memories from yep. losing in PvP. 
to Thorne. Yes, I think people are like traumatized by it. Obviously, yeah. And then in cosplay, it became like still such an issue. Yeah. I did see a funny comment that someone did write, and someone says someone should just cosplay as the Thorn. <laughs> just a big gun. Yeah. Wait, you go yeah, around just and a big poison gun. people? That's messed up. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Ah, you needle a mark of devour. Yeah. What did you got? They slowly die. You might make it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of thought involved. I also had made a ghost. Um, I did the Frontier ghost, mm-hmm. the one that was like in the Especially collector's the edition. Yeah, um, cool. just because I thought it was cute and I liked the colors. Um, I'd also even made another prop. It was a fireball prop to go with, obviously, my warlock. Um, but I just couldn't carry everything. So for the next photo shoot we're gonna do, we're gonna go all out for that one. What cool. about some guardian interns? Yeah, you know, have somebody else help you out. Then when you need that fireball, right there. Switch it out. <laughs> Switch it out, exactly. Very cool. Well, I saw your costume and uh, it looks amazing. So if you know if you're awesome. watching the show, definitely give it a look because the amount of detail and effort is obviously like just superior to other cosplays that I've seen mm-hmm. specifically for Destiny. So definitely check it out. I thought it was great. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you guys liked it. I, I, I feel for the most part the community really liked it. And I hope it just encourages people to do some more Destiny cosplay. Um, I mean, it is difficult, but it's doable. You know, Warbla is a great thing. Foam is an amazing thing. I learned how to do all of this in two weeks. So if I can do it, wow. you can do it. That's awesome. So. Yeah. Maybe I need to make a costume for you. Yeah. Comic Con. I'm getting. Uh, you guys should I've all tried my hand at it, but it didn't go so costumes. well. <laughs> some of my costumes I've seen, didn't, didn't work out. I've seen Destin's costumes. <laughs> Look up the worst cosplay of all time. You might recognize somebody. He here. actually, uh, he's in a list somewhere. From how long ago was that? Uh, 2007. Oh, it's so good. Is that so the is that bad. the one where you're it's the Dead Space? Let's, oh, let's okay. post that in uh, the Fire Team yeah, chat, uh, podcast we'll group that. on Facebook. That's actually all, all that we have time for right now. Thank you so much, pal, for joining us today. Yay, thanks there, for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, we head out? Uh, well, I mean, you can catch... We just did a recap of uh, our San Diego Comic-Con experience. Uh, you can go to pancakepal.com and find the episode there. And uh, hopefully we... Oh, I definitely will be doing a post about this whole... Um, Destiny cosplay because I've been getting a lot of questions about what I used and how I did things and um, we'll have like a little tutorial also some tutorial videos of some uh, prop making stuff because uh, I'll be working with a gentleman called Bear Birch who's like a legend in the pop uh, prop industry and uh, we're going to do some videos together and show people how to make some stuff Destiny related obviously cool friend just the usual. Are we going to go into the outro yep. here? Okay, yeah. Well, as always, if you are listening to us on the podcast, be sure to jump into iTunes or the uh, Android store and give us a review. That is always appreciated. And, of course, you can catch us on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, on the IGN apps, on our YouTube channel. Buy our and, shirt. Go to IGN.com slash store. And I was just getting that. So, yeah, we've got uh, the Fireteam Chat t-shirts if you want them. Um, people seem to like them. I need one of those. Yeah, we, we yeah, should get you, gotta, you one. Gotta get one. I need one too, actually. We've been so busy with events, I admit, I don't have one yet. So you guys have them before I do. So there you go. Sean, anything? Follow me on Twitter at I'm Vinnegan. Play a lot of Destiny, play a lot of Counter Strike. So come talk to me about those games or talk to me about movies because that's the other thing I'm deeply in love with. Cool. And until next time, everybody, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Sean, you gotta start doing it. No, nope. <laughs> you're not gonna be the next. Episode.